0: Thanks for joining me in this episode. We're going to be talking about making time for fun. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 191. Before we get started, a couple of things. First of all, I'm asking for your help. July is a big month for The Productive Woman. We're going to be reaching our four-year anniversary, and we'll publish episode 200, which both of those are kind of big milestones for me. I, I want to celebrate, but I also want to thank those of you who listen and who've been part of the community these past years. So among other things, I'm going to be announcing a giveaway. So be watching for news about that in the coming weeks. I'm also going to be doing some special episodes in July, kind of to celebrate the milestones that we're reaching. And one of those will be an Ask Me Anything episode. This is your chance to ask me any questions you might have for me. And, uh, you know, the field is wide open. You can ask questions about productivity, about the podcast, about me personally, uh, you know, the meaning of life, I don't know, whatever. Any questions you want to ask me, I'll um, do my best to answer them. And uh, you can email those questions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or even better, you can click on the voice message button, which you'll find on the website. It's kind of over in the right hand sidebar, uh, and you can ask your question there. Now, I might play your question on the podcast and then answer it. So keep the recording short. Just something simple, just briefly introduce yourself. Something like Hi, this is Leanne from London, and my question is you know, whatever your question is. Uh, I will answer as many of your questions as I can in the episode, but assembling those questions, preparing my answers and all of that is going to take a little bit of time. So please be sure to get your questions to me either by email at feedback at com or uh, by a voice message Uh, Get those to me by June 10th. Uh, So as you're listening to this, we're kind of, uh, or at least as this episode is being published, it's kind of near the end of May. You've got till June 10th to get your questions to me. And I look forward to hearing them and to sharing my answers in an episode in July. Uh, One last thing before we get started, I want to share that this episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, Audible. Audible. Audiobooks, you know, are a great sidekick for summer or holiday activities, and here in the United States, we're in summertime, so I'm thinking of things like hiking or sunbathing on the beach or in your backyard, uh, being out running or road tripping, any of those sorts of things. And if you're in another part of the world where it's not summer now, maybe it's winter holiday and you've got breaks and you're running errands and doing things audiobooks can be great companions for that as well. Listening is a, a better way to binge on content you love while still being able to do things that you love. Well, Audible is offering the Productive Woman listeners a free audiobook along with a 30-day trial membership in their audiobook program. Just go to audible.com tpw and browse their unmatched selection of audio programming books and all sorts of other things. You get to download whatever title you want for free and start listening. It's just that easy. So you, again, you go to audible.com slash TPW to get started. Audible content includes just an unparalleled selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook and audio content publishers. I love Audible's audiobooks in my car. They make my commute go by faster. But it's also great to pull up an audiobook on my iPhone, pop in my AirPods, and, and listen to a book while I'm cleaning house or something like that. Personally, I have alternated between fiction and nonfiction in my Audible audiobooks. One of my favorite nonfiction books and one I highly recommend uh, was Susan Cain's Quiet, which is all about the power of introverts in a world that seems dominated by extroverts. I really highly recommend that book. It was fascinating. Uh, On the fiction side, I've loved the Outlander series. So if you have enjoyed the TV show that's based on this book series, I think you would love these any of the books, you know, start at the beginning and work your way through like I've been doing. The books are great and the narrator on the Outlander books is just fabulous. She does all the accents in a way that you just forget you're listening to a single narrator. Uh, Those are some of my favorites, but as part of this offer, you can select any book of your choice for free. So again, visit audible.com slash TPW to choose your free book and start your 30-day trial membership. All right, now let's get into our topic this morning. Um, In the United States, as I've mentioned, summer is coming as, as I'm publishing this episode. It's a break from school. And, uh, you know, it's got me thinking, even though my kids are all grown and gone, I'm remembering when I was a kid looking forward to summer vacation and the fun we would have. And, you know, I didn't do a lot of like structured activities. We just had a ton of fun doing lots of stuff when I was a kid. And it got me thinking about how rarely these days I make time to do things just to have fun uh, and, and why is that? And what can I do about that? And so I thought I'd, I'd kind of investigate that a little bit, do some thinking about it and share some thoughts with you and maybe get your input as well. Some ideas about some things I can do for fun. So as I often do, I go first to a dictionary to to kind of think about, well, well, what is fun? How is fun defined? And the dictionary I looked defines fun Uh, as a noun, as enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure. And synonyms are enjoyment, entertainment, amusement, pleasure, that sort of thing. Um, And so... You know, doing things just just for the fun of it, just for the enjoyment, just for amusement, just for the lighthearted pleasure of it. Um, When you're a kid, fun is you know playing outside with your friends, running around, laughing a lot, playing make believe, playing games, building forts. But what is fun now? When you become an adult, uh, are we so focused on being productive that is on getting things done? that we lose sight of just enjoying life and having that lighthearted pleasure. I, you know, sometimes I think maybe I have. I I am serious about the things that I do. I'm certainly serious about my law practice. I'm serious about I take very seriously my responsibility to provide good content on this podcast and I spend time thinking about it and working on it. Have I forgotten how to just have fun. Um, As I was thinking about all this, I did go to the Productive Woman Community Facebook group and asked the community what they do for fun. Uh, And I got a ton of responses. And later in the episode, I'll share some of their responses as ideas for us to try. I thought, though, in reading through the responses, that it was very interesting that there was a comment or two from women who said they had to stop and think about it for a minute. You know, what do I do for fun? Um, Hmm, hadn't thought about that. That's how I felt. I have to stop and think, what do I think of when it comes to doing something for fun? You know, I I do take breaks. I read. I love to read. But even that recently, it's often been focused on either personal development or research for podcast episodes and um, not so much just reading things just for the fun of it. Uh, I watch fun YouTube videos or TV shows that I've recorded. Occasionally I go to movies with my husband and sometimes I go just for fun. If I happen to be in town, I'll I'll go somewhere and, and do some shopping for pretty things for the house. But I mean, would I call those things fun? I, you know, I don't know. It really made me stop and think about it. And in the responses in the Facebook group to my question about what people do for fun, one of the one of the responses, Corrine mentioned that there's a difference between fun and a enjoy- and enjoyable. She says lots of things I do are enjoyable and relaxing, but fun, as in that joyful bubbling that kids experience. That's a harder question. I, you know, I couldn't agree more. I think that's exactly how I feel that, you know, do I have fun as opposed to, you know, just relaxing and and sort of enjoying things. There was an article as I was researching for this episode, I ran across an article on parenting.com that cited a survey of moms in the United States And as many as 79% of the moms who responded want more fun in their lives, and 63% of them say they're having less fun now than they did 10 years ago. This is an article called, Moms Just Want to Have Fun, But They Aren't, Survey Says. And I'll put a link in the show notes. It was an interesting read. Uh, Interestingly, 90% of the moms who were surveyed reported feeling overly stressed, uh, you know, so high percentages of them feel like they're not having any, any fun, and ninety percent of them reported that they feel overly stressed. And the article asks the question: Are we mothers facing a fun deficit crisis? Uh, you know, it's it's worth considering if we're feeling like we don't do don't have fun and we're feeling stressed. There may be a connection there that we need to explore a little bit. So if we're not having fun, why not? Why don't we take time for fun? For that, um, I'm going back to the definition: enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted hearted pleasure. Uh, just having fun. What are the reasons? And I, I thought about this for a while, and there, you know, there, the, the the parenting article cited some results from the survey that I'll get to. But, you know, the first thing that I thought of is a lot of us are not taking the time to have fun because we feel guilt. We feel like we should be doing something more productive than, than just that laid back, you know, having fun kind of thing. Another reason is, is a lack of time. We feel like we don't have time because our days are filled with responsibilities and and obligations and commitments that we've taken on ourselves uh, and and it just that fills up our days so there's no time left to just do something for fun another reason is you know we're just tired after working on our job our you know for some people our side hustle stuff at the house whether it's cooking, cleaning or supervising other people that are doing those things, tending to our family and our friends. After doing all those things, we we drop into bed at night too exhausted to even think of what's fun, much less to do anything fun. And so being tired is maybe a reason we don't take the time to have fun. Health is another reason. For some of us our bodies won't cooperate. Whether it's illness or injury or just fatigue and, and all the things that, that the symptoms of stress, whatever the reason, sometimes our health interferes with our ability to do the things that we might otherwise do that are fun. For a lot of us, it may be a lack of money. That parenting survey that I mentioned, 61% of the respondents said they don't have any extra money to spend on fun or on activities. Uh, And another article that I read gave another, um, another reason why women seem to not have as much fun, uh, and it's they, they called it kind of a lack of confidence. This was an article from a few, few years ago that cited a poll of women in the UK, and uh, of the women they surveyed, 35% of those women believe they're boring, and a majority of them say they're too shy to instigate fun, uh, with only one in seven of the respondents claiming to be a person who instigates fun. And um, I just thought that was very interesting. I'll put a link to that article as well. So how can we make more time for fun? You know, we can look at all of these uh, reasons we don't, I guess, and try to address them in various ways, you know, starting with the guilt issue, feeling that we should maybe be doing something more productive instead of whatever it is that we we think of when, when it comes to having fun. And that's a mindset thing. And we've done lots of episodes talking about that. We've had lots of conversations about that in the community Facebook group. Feeling guilty for having doing something that's fun instead of doing something that's productive, like having fun is not productive. And I guess I want to go back to what I've said before about self care. To me, making time for fun is part of that self care. And self care is not a break from being productive, it is part of being productive. If we don't take care of ourselves, body, mind, heart and soul, we cannot do the things necessary. We cannot make a life that matters. We won't have the physical or emotional or mental energy to do whatever it is that creates a life that matters for us. So I you know, it's easy to say we shouldn't feel guilty about having fun. Uh, But it's harder to persuade ourselves of that. So I think that's something we all need to work on, that, uh, you know, getting past this idea that if I'm off having fun, whether it's sitting and reading a book or out, you know, for a night with my friends or whatever, that somehow I'm being selfish or lazy and not not being productive, we've got to somehow get past that, you guys. We we just really do and recognize that that's part of the human experience and part of living a productive life in the best sense. So, you know, that we're doing that mind work, I guess, to get past that, to allow ourselves, gives our, give ourselves permission to have fun is probably the first step. The next thing would be uh, simply to make it a priority. Put it on the calendar, budget for it, set aside funds for it, or find ways to do it that don't cost a lot of money. But if we don't make time for fun a priority, it won't happen. Somebody's, you know, Nobody else is going to do that for us. We have to, as I said, do that mind work to get past the guilt or that feeling that we're selfish if we want to just go have some fun Get past that and then take that step of making it an actual priority in our scheduling and our budgeting, make the time to do it. The second thing we can do is to collect a list of things to do uh, that are fun. Maybe, you know, if you do a bullet journal, put it in there. If you uh, are kind of an electronics gal, have a note in in the notes app in your phone where when you think of something, when something crosses your mind of, oh, that would be fun to do, put it in there start gathering a list of ideas of things that you could do for fun, things that you enjoy that bring that lighthearted enjoyment to you. So that if free time pops up, you don't waste it trying to think of something fun to do. That's part of the thing for me, when I do have some free time, I'm just, it's like I'm brain dead. I can't think of what I would enjoy doing. And so I end up kind of you know, wasting time instead of really doing something fun. So if you collect that list of the things you, you know, you've always wanted to do or that you've enjoyed doing in the past or that you'd like to try... Then you've got that list. And when some free time comes up or you you have scheduled some time, a day, maybe a Saturday off to do something fun, you can go to that list and pull something off of that to do. And if you live with other people, whether it's a spouse or your kids or your parents or your roommate, get them involved in brainstorming and collecting ideas. You know, put a put up a whiteboard in in the kitchen or create a list that any online that anybody can add to if you want to do things collectively together that are fun. In order to make more time for fun, we've talked about dealing with the mindset issue, the guilt that we feel, uh, making it a priority, scheduling time, setting aside a day or an afternoon or a morning or whatever, uh, put it on the calendar, make that appointment with yourself, and and budget for it start setting aside funds to the extent that's necessary and collecting a list of ideas and then the next step i guess for making more time for fun is to use all the productivity tools we've talked about on this show to work smarter and more efficiently on the necessities so they don't take up your whole day. And whether it's, you know, the lists and, and doing, uh, you know, timed spurts of work, whatever it takes for you to be able to work very efficiently on the things you need and want to do so that they don't expand to fill up your whole day uh, then you can carve out that time you need for fun. In addition, two things in specifically that I would say we need to do in order to make more time for fun. First of all, is to declutter our space. And I've talked about that a couple times in recent episodes, how important that is for lots of reasons. But in the context of trying to make time for fun, get rid of stuff So we spend less time cleaning and maintaining it. That buys us time to do something fun. So declutter our space, declutter our calendar. So what are you doing that doesn't need to be done? Uh, All the things we've talked about in past episodes of looking at what's on your calendar and thinking about, is this important to me? Do I need to be doing it? Can it be canceled entirely, this event, this obligation, this you know project? Uh, do, do I need to get myself out of some of these obligations, delegate things to other people, put things off to another time to carve out that chunk of time? to uh, to have fun? What unfun activities can you cut out to make time in your life for something fun? And I'm not saying, you know, we should quit our jobs and just, you know, lay around and, and sunbathe or go to the beach every day. Although, you know, if you can afford to do that, then go for it. But the, the point is that we... We all, almost all of us, have things on our calendar, things we've agreed to do, things other people have asked us to do, and we just haven't had the heart to say no, whatever it is um, that we could cut out of our calendar to make time for fun. And, you know, I could kind of go into the whole thing of how rarely, there are lots of studies that show that, at least in the United States, most of us don't take our vacation time. And so, you know, that's another thing. Take your vacation time and do something fun. All right. So those are some things we can do to make more time for fun. Deal with the mindset, get over feeling guilty, find ways to to get past that, make it a priority, schedule the time like it's important because it is, collect that list of things to do, use the productivity tools we've talked about on the show to work smarter, more efficiently, and get through the the commitment so that there's time for fun. So supposing that we've carved out that time for fun, what are some of the things that we can do for fun? And as I said before, I, I have to admit that when I do have some rare free time, my mind just goes blank on fun things to do. And so I often end up just watching another TV show or puttering around the house, which may be relaxing, but, then there's that regret later of, oh, I could have done something fun. Well, what would I have done? Uh, All right. So I've got some ideas for you. I went to the community and I'm going to share some of those. Uh, Also that parenting article that I mentioned suggests some ways to have Fun or to add fun to your life without spending a ton of money. And a couple of the things that the article suggests are to get outside, go to a local nature trail for a family hike or a solo hike and take photos and make memories of them. And the other one they suggested was to um, visit local cultural institutions like museums, science centers, and the zoo, things like that. If you find those to be fun, uh, especially if you've got kids at home and you want to get out and add some fun to your life uh, with with the kids, those are things that you can do. And often the, they're free or they have days that, that are kind of like family days that are free. So explore that a little bit. And as I said, that article has some other good ideas. And so check for the link in the show notes for uh, to read that article. But the, the Productive Woman community shared some things they do so, for fun And maybe you'll find some ideas there. And I kind of went through them. There were a ton of responses and I'm really thankful for that. I want to thank everybody who piped up and suggested things because I've added some of these to my list of things I want to do in the coming months. Uh, And I tried to kind of categorize them roughly. And so a number of people really enjoy things like kind of quieter pursuits like reading and uh, playing games. So Sandy was one of those who said she loves to read, to do puzzles, and she enjoys geeky board and card games like Dominion, Puerto Rico. This is a game I have not heard of. Settlers of Catan, which I have heard of, but I've never played it, and something called Seven Wonders. She also enjoys binging on Netflix shows. Allison loves board games too, the, the same ones that Sandy mentioned. Katie says, I like to play video games, read, or cross-stitch. She says, I also play the flute, but since I'm trying to make a career out of it, it's not purely fun. And I I smiled when I read that, Katie, because, you know, that's a lot of things that we do that we really want to make something important out of. It it almost, we can start to lose the fun of it. And maybe that's another episode to think about, uh, how we can put the fun back into the things that started out as fun for us, but we've gotten way too serious about it. Um, Joyce enjoys reading and playing with her dog. So that's something fun that she does. Janet likes doing anacrostics. And she says she just treated herself to 12 books full of them. So maybe those are some things that you could consider doing and making time for in your life. Uh, Some of the other respondents enjoy listening to their favorite music, often while doing other things that they enjoy. So uh, Barbara, who's one of those who had to stop and think about it for a while, she says, I like dancing to Motown, uh, which sounds like fun. She likes listening to Fleetwood Mac and a little Crosby, Stills and Nash and drinking wine while cooking. She likes to garden when the weather allows and she likes to read uh, and she also says finally doing nothing at all in silence has become an elusive but a guaranteed treat and i am i'm right there with you barbara just that time to just do nothing and but kind of enjoy life and you know just in silence that's a nice thing. Deanna says that one of her very favorite things to do and she says it's saving her sanity these days is she says is, is to lie back in my zero gravity chair in the backyard listening to one of my Spotify playlists while admiring the stars that sounds pretty awesome. So, you know, maybe if you don't have a zero gravity chair, hanging a hammock out in the backyard, if the weather permits and lying out there at night and looking at the stars and listening to music. All right. Another category of, of responses, things people like to do are uh, to get outside and get active. So Kelly S says, I love to ride my bike on a trail at my own pace and take in all my surroundings. No rush. And that sounds so awesome, I, you know. And it reminded me, I've thought on and off, I'd really like to get a, a bicycle, uh, and and maybe get my husband to get one, and we could go for bike rides together. I think that would be fun. Uh, Kelly M enjoys swimming, snowboarding, hiking, kayaking, and snowshoeing. So those are all. Things to consider are those things that you enjoy doing, or things that you have enjoyed in the past but haven't made time for in a while. Maybe it's time to put those uh, a, a snowboarding day on the calendar. Mandy enjoys riding her pink cruiser bicycle, and I, that I want one. Um, she also enjoys swimming and dancing, and Letitia loves Zumba. So those are all things to consider. And again, what's going to be fun for one person may make another, you know, other people kind of curl their lip a little bit. Maybe that doesn't sound like fun for you. But hearing what other people do for fun inspires me to, you know, in some cases say, oh, yeah, I want to try that too. Or, oh, yeah, I used to love doing that. Why haven't I done that in 10 years? Uh, and and even if it's not the thing they do is fun for me, it reminds me of the things that I do enjoy. Uh, Another category of responses kind of fell in generally the area of the arts or in crafts. So Brooke enjoys knitting. She likes to work on craft projects for herself, such as knitting, crocheting, cross stitching and quilting. Cheryl also makes quilts, but she also likes hanging out with her granddaughters. And so she's going to get out some, uh, she's out of town, but she says when she gets back home, I will get out the fairy garden stuff and uh, do some things like that with her granddaughters. Uh, She enjoys embroidery and helping her nine-year-old granddaughter to learn, and she enjoys cooking with them. She says, my husband and I enjoy the garden and greenhouse, and we also like the same type of TV shows. But she says, truly, my sewing room is my happy place. And she also enjoys walking her inquisitive, happy chihuahua. So Cheryl had lots of great ideas of things to do, especially if you're kind of a a crafty kind of person. Kathy enjoys going out to live performances So she enjoys all kinds of concerts, Broadway shows, et cetera. She also sings in an audition group, which I'd love to hear more about that, Kathy. Share that in the Facebook group. I'd like to hear more about what what that involves. And she enjoys knitting, practicing yoga, and reading. So, you know, there's an idea, live performances. And for those of us who are here in the United States, a lot of times in a lot of communities, there are live performances like outdoor concerts and things that you can attend for free, So check that out as something, if you enjoy live performances or plays that you can go to, check out what's available in your community. One of the interesting things, uh, responses that came from this question came from Lisa, who said, I like to paint rocks. And then she went on to share that this is part of a Kindness Rocks Project. And she shared a link f- for more information about it at thekindnessrocksproject.com. And I'll put a link in the show notes. But I, from what I gather here, the idea is that you take rocks and you uh, paint them with pretty designs or encouraging words and you give them to people. And Frances had heard about that. She shared how... Um, someone in, in Jefferson, Missouri had started doing it and it caught on. And And so she had the kids at her church's Vacation Bible School do that. So lots of things going on there. Um, and Lisa, again, shared how it really has grown and become kind of a thing. So painting rocks, and that could kind of expand into other ways of encouraging and helping other people. So often we uh, get kind of tied up in our lives, even though we're doing for and caring for other people, We, our world can get a little narrower and we can get kind of focused maybe on what we're missing out on or, or, or whatever. And taking time to do something like this for someone else who maybe can't reciprocate can be a lot of fun and very rewarding. So something to consider. Layla enjoys photography and she shared one of her photos and I'll see if I can get that into the show notes because it's just, it was really, really beautiful. So things in the arts and crafts areas are uh, things to consider for doing for fun. Another group of the women who were responding enjoy doing something with friends as something fun. So Allison enjoys going out to eat or going to a movie, just going for a walk. Taking a trip, but she also enjoys just sitting around at her house drinking coffee and talking with friends. Uh, Maureen also enjoys just going out for a lunch date with her work colleagues once a month, trying new cuisine from restaurants around the area. She says our work is always intense in the ICU, so good food and a good chat is always fun. And I think that's a great idea. Stephanie likes to scrapbook with friends or just have coffee or go for a walk and a catch-up. And she, she also goes to running club, which sounds like that could be fun, a fun thing to do, kind of, you know, multitasking, getting some exercise, boosting your health and wellness, but also doing it with people you enjoy but I like the idea of if you and if you have a hobby like even a crafty kind of thing she likes scrapbooking with friends but any of those kind of crafty things you can get a couple of your friends who also enjoy doing that and just get together with the you know whatever your individual projects are and the beverages of your choice and and sit and talk and enjoy each other while you're working on your project so I like that. Patty also enjoys going out to movies, restaurants, or concerts with friends. She also enjoys scrapbooking. So, you know, do something with a friend, make time, get that on the schedule. How often do we run into someone at the grocery store or, you know, wherever and say, oh, we need to get together and get caught up, but it never happens. Put it on the calendar, make it happen, and you'll both be happier. Uh, Another group of suggestions kind of followed on something from that parenting article, which is to explore your local environment and attractions. So for instance, Frances loves to go on drives with her husband and take pictures of historical sites and old buildings. Georgie liked that idea. She said it reminded of her of her parents. Her dad was an architect and they like to do that as well. Lauren says, we like to get out into our community and enjoy the many free things it has to offer. Sometimes it's walking through the farmer's market. Other times it's checking out art at our local museum, which is now free to the public. We like finding interesting things to do in our city and taking advantage of activities and events that get us out of our bubble. Um, And I think that's a great recommendation, Lauren. Uh, Allison thought so as well. She said they don't have a lot there where she lives, but she enjoys going to the library and strolling through downtown. She says one of her favorite things in the world is small community festivals our town's strawberry festival was this past weekend and pioneer day is coming up saturday in a neighboring town so that's a great idea uh kind of riffing off what allison said not just your own town especially if you live in a small town check neighboring communities and see what they have going on those festivals and fairs and things it can be a lot of fun to wander through the booths and and you know a lot of times there's live entertainment different things that you can see there so that could be a way to add some fun to your life paola uh, enjoys going for a walk near her home as she says there's a beautiful trail near me Um, so if you've got pretty places nearby maybe it'd be fun to just go for a walk and soak that up Uh, she also likes working puzzles playing board games and even just sitting on her balcony with a glass of wine Dinah enjoys getting outside. She says, kayaking and hiking because I live in a beautiful part of the world surrounded by a national park. And she shared a photo. It's just breathtaking. Uh, She says, I also often end up playing cards with our kids. So that can be fun too. Kat enjoys hiking in her city and taking photos of her travels. And again, she shared a photo travel is another category. Andrea enjoys traveling. That's what she does for fun. She and her husband and kids are trying to hit all the presidential libraries. So that could be a fun thing to do as a family project to identify a particular kind of site uh, that appears in lots of places throughout your country and just make it a project to visit as many of those as you can. And then there were just a number of people that enjoy lots of different things, Um, uh, Allison made me laugh. She says, "Um, I make to-do lists. That doesn't sound like fun. Uh, But I, you know, for some of us who are kind of list nerds, it does sound like fun. Grace certainly thought it was fun. Um, She said, drinking, Grace says, drinking coffee in the car is fun for me. Hashtag toddler mom life. Um, And I would say, I, I, you know, I like making lists. I actually enjoy working on my bullet journal, not just the planning part, but doing a little bit of lettering and trying to find ways to make it pretty because I'm not very artistic, but it is fun and relaxing for me to do that. Claire said, I think having a day with no plans is fun. And I agree with you 100%. For those of us who plan our work and work our plan and and you know have our days kind of scheduled out, Just having a day where there are no plans, there's nowhere you have to be, and you really can do whatever you want. That is actually fun. Um, But Claire also likes TV, roller coasters, organizing stuff, playing board games, hanging out with her family, eating Mexican food, taking walks, playing the piano, and reading. So lots of things that she enjoys doing. Vivian likes to stay home and relax sometimes, but she also likes going out to the movies, walking with friends or family celebrating birthdays of friends and family, family vacations, dates with her husband. Uh, Vivian also enjoys attending conferences, work conferences where she can learn, and also church and women's group conferences. So maybe that's something fun for you, especially if you're an extrovert and you like interacting with other people, maybe scheduling Uh, attendance at a conference that you can learn something, but also meet new people and or connect with old friends. That might be something fun. Georgie likes to read, watch movies, hang out with friends and listen to podcasts. Yay. Thank you, Georgie. (laughs) I love podcasts too. Uh, Liz sings in a choir. She likes cooking and trying out new recipes, reading, watching films, cycling and Uh, recently she's started to enjoy gardening and she, she, in parentheses, she says, weirdly relaxing. I think I'm turning into my mother, which is no bad thing. (laughs) So I thought that was good. Puttering in the garden may be fun for you. Uh, Lynette enjoys making modern quilts, reading, hiking, walks with her husband and dog. She loves nature, traveling anywhere and everywhere, time with family and friends and cooking and baking for her family. Brandy likes to run with her dog and she likes quilting, but she admits those are things that she tends to procrastinate on. And I guess that's the point, Brandy, right? That we often put off the things that are fun for us because for all the reasons we've already talked about, and maybe our mission in the the coming months is to get past that and start making the time, scheduling time to do some of these fun things. Wendy enjoys camping. She likes to go to plays and listen to live bands and read. Kelly S. likes to read, scrapbook, ride her horse, go for walks in the woods, do crossword puzzles, bake, and cook for her family. Rita enjoys reading. Uh, She likes Pinterest. Boy, you know, I could spend lots of time in Pinterest. She likes studying productivity and emergency preparation, which I thought was interesting. And Judith likes to run, she likes to read, and she loves to watch her kids play their sports. So there's a whole bunch of lists of things that maybe will uh, spark some ideas in you. If it, you know, maybe something caught your attention, you thought, oh, I used to love to do that. I'm going to do it next week. Um, You know, so hopefully you got some ideas there that you can make some plans. Fun, however you define it, is an important part of making a life that matters. We can fill up every minute pursuing completion of our to-do lists, but even when our list is all important, and all full of meaningful tasks still laughter relaxation exploration all those things help us to be happier healthier and more able to give our best self to the world and isn't that what making a life that matters is all about so what do, what do you think about all this do you make time for fun in your life If so, share how you do it and what you do for fun. I'd love to hear from you on that. You can share your questions, comments, or suggestions in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 191. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. Or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, definitely feel free to post there and we can continue this conversation. As always, if you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or uh, always you can leave a voice message by clicking on that button on the website or on the Facebook page. A quick thing, I appreciate those of you who've told me that you're sharing the podcast with friends and encouraging them to listen. That's the best way to find a good podcast is by word of mouth. And so I appreciate that very much. I want to say a thank you to Sonia from the United Kingdom, who recently left a nice review of the podcast in iTunes. Uh, Sonia says, I've been a listener for almost two years. I discovered you in June 2015, and I know the date because I was so impressed by what I heard that I left my very first iTunes re- review about your podcast. Now, I have to be honest here. I'm more of a binge listener. I'll go a while without listening. Then I'll call get a call of some sort. I have a morning routine and choose a podcast to listen to whilst I walk. I'm always amazed, or maybe I shouldn't be now because this is what is consistent. I'll decide to listen the latest podcast and it will either answer a question I've been pondering for a few weeks or move me forward from a position I'm stuck in. As I said previously, I love Laura's honesty and openness. Well, thank you, Sonia. I appreciate your support. I'm glad to know that you find it helpful and I... I, Per, it's perfectly okay that you don't listen all the time. There are other things to do in the world besides listen to podcasts, even, even to The Productive Woman. So thanks for that kind review. couple reminders. Don't forget to send me your questions for the Ask Me Anything episode that I'll be doing. Uh, I need those by June 10th at the latest. You can email your questions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or leave a voice message by clicking on the button on the website or the Facebook page, and uh, I'll do my best to answer your questions, whatever they may be about. And finally, don't forget to visit audible.com/tpw to choose your free audiobook and start your 30-day trial membership of Audible. Uh, I think you're going to love it. Let me know if you do. Uh, uh, you know, shoot me a message of what book you chose because I. I'm always looking for good books to listen to. And thank you so much to Audible for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found that it was worthwhile and that there there was something in this episode that's helpful or, or encouraging to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.